And if you have your Bible or your scripture, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 23, Joshua chapter 23, and we're going to begin reading with the sixth verse. So Joshua chapter 23, beginning with verse number six. I want to title my message this morning, The Power of One. The Power of One. The scripture says in Joshua 23, verse 6 through verse 10, Joshua is speaking to the children of Israel, and he says in that sixth verse, Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right or to the left, that ye come not among the nations, that these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves down unto them. But cleave, hold, latch on to, hold on to the Lord your God, as ye have done unto this day. For the Lord hath driven out from you, from before you great nations and strong nations. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you unto this day. He's reminding the children of Israel that God had brought them into a land that was inhabited with the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and all of the other Ite brothers. They were, they were brought into a land and given a possession by God. And Joshua is reminding them that there has been no man that has been able to stand before you unto this day. And then he says in that 10th verse, One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fights for you, as he hath promised you. One man shall chase a thousand. And I'm going to stop reading right there. I ask that you just bow your heads and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, we are coming to your presence with a grateful and a thankful heart. We anticipate what you are doing in our midst, in our hearts, in our land. We pray, Heavenly Father, for everyone, each one this morning. Pray that your Holy Spirit will touch our hearts. Father, I ask today, Lord, that you would allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to enable me to speak what you would have me to speak. In my own ability, I am inadequate. But Lord, if you will touch me and if you will anoint me, then I know that your people will be blessed. I pray, Heavenly Father, those that are watching this morning will sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit and that you will touch their lives with the Word of God today. For all of these things, we will give you thanks and give you praise. 
And we ask them in Jesus' wonderful name. And if you are in agreement with that prayer, then just say amen with me, all right? By the way, I really, you know, while I was preaching last Sunday to you and I said, you know, if you agree with me, text amen. I just want to thank all of you who text amen. I appreciate that. Amen. It lets me know you're watching. I appreciate that. I appreciate the encouragement. So this morning, I want to title the sermon or title the message, The Power of One. Our text this morning reveals to us just exactly what it is that God can do with one yielded man or one yielded woman. God says here in our text that just one of you shall chase a thousand. Just one of you will be able to do what appears to be the impossible. Just one of you will have the ability to great uh, to make a great impact. Just one of you. And I will just remind you that, you know, later on in the scripture we read where one man of God took a jawbone of a donkey and slew a thousand men. You'll read it in the book of Judges. His name was Samson. God is saying, just one of you will have the ability to chase a thousand. Just one of you will be able to do what appears to be absolutely impossible. And I say to you this morning that I believe that God, amen, has a desire to take our lives and to use them for his glory. Just one of you, he says, will chase a thousand. I don't know about you this morning, but I want to be that one that God uses for his kingdom. I want to be that one that God allows, amen, my life to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God. I want him to take my life and use me to reach others for his glory, reach others with his message. I want to be the one that shines a light into darkness. I want to be the one that shares the love of God and the grace of God with others in this world. I want to be the one that testifies to someone else of the goodness and the grace of our God, the greatness of our God. This morning, I submit to you that we may be only one in number. But when God gets involved, amen, we become a majority. Can you say amen? Amen. We may be just one individual, but God is telling us this morning that he can take one yielded individual and make them to where they are doing great things for the kingdom of God. I want to be that one. As I begin here this morning, I want to talk to you about the power of one. Have you ever heard the term, the power of one? What do you mean, Pastor Gary? Often we look around our world and often we look at the world in which we live and we are overwhelmed with a sense of personal insignificance. Sometimes we may feel like our contribution in life to those who are around us is so small 
that we cannot make a difference. No doubt there have been times in our life, I know there have been times in my life, amen, when I have felt incomplete and completely useless and unsuccessful and helpless in certain situations. Maybe you, like me, have said to yourself at some point in your life, what can I do? What can I do? I'm just one. I'm just one individual. What can I do? But saints of God, we need to understand that, amen, God can, God has, and God will use just one individual to make a difference in the world that we live. Amen. Helen Keller was a young woman that was born both blind and deaf. She said, and I quote, I am only one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And just because I cannot do everything, I refuse to do nothing. Hey, let me tell you this morning, we may not be able to do everything, but bless God, we can do something. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for an individual that will say, here am I, use me for whatever your purpose, Lord. History records that Helen Keller went on to do great, great things. I submit to you this morning that history has left a trail of ordinary people that have done extraordinary things because they believed that they could make a difference. Let me say that again. History has left a trail of ordinary people that have done extraordinary things because they dared to believe that they could make a difference. I tell you this morning, you can make a difference in someone's life. Let me give you some examples of those through the pages of history. Thomas Jefferson, one of America's founding fathers. It was Thomas Jefferson that pray, played a key role in drafting the Declaration of Independence. One of the greatest documents in the history of the world, one ordinary man made an extraordinary difference. Martin Luther King inspired millions of people, amen, to aspire to equality. One man, one ordinary man made an extraordinary difference. Rosa Parks made a difference on December the 1st, 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama, when she refused to give up her seat. One woman made a difference. Winston Churchill, in one of the worst moments of 1940, when the Nazi war machine, looking invincible as it swept through Europe, Winston Churchill inspired the free nations of the world to keep fighting. I tell you this morning that one man, one woman, can indeed make a difference. 
I tell you here this morning, church, amen, the power of one can make a difference. You can make a difference in someone's life. You can make a difference in someone's circumstances. You can make a difference in someone's relationship with Christ. You have the influence and the inspiration to affect others in the realm of your encouragement. The power of one. We cannot be the power of one if we are not willing to be the one. Hello? We cannot be the power of one unless we are willing to be the one. We have to be willing to be the one that says, Lord, I want to make a difference. We need to understand that if we are willing and we are surrendered to the Lord, then God can take our life and do great things with it. I decree and declare unto you this morning by the grace of God that I am only one, but I am determined to make a difference in this world. I may be only one, but I'm determined that I want God to take my life and use me for his glory to make a difference in the life of someone else in this world. Elevation Worship Center may just be one church of many in this valley, but I'm determined by the grace and the power of God, amen, that we will make a difference in this community. We will make a difference in the lives of those that are around us will make a difference in the state and in this world because amen I'm determined that we will do something for the Lord hmm. Pastor Gary what are you saying I'm saying this morning that we may not be able to do everything but bless God let's do something we may not be able to do everything, but let's do something to make a difference in the lives of those that are around us. Scripture gives us example after example of individuals that God took their life and used them and made them to do extraordinary things. Throughout the word of God, we find example after example of the power of one. Let me share with you what I mean. You will find it in 1 Kings chapter 18. The prophet Elijah challenges the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove to a challenge on the top of Mount Carmel. And God used that prophet in that situation, he was only one man. And he stood in context or in contest with 400 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the grove. That's 850 individuals against one man. And yet, God used Elijah to turn Israel's heart back to God and bring revival to the children of Israel. Daniel, 
disregarded the king's degree that no one was allowed to pray. And Daniel, amen, refused to bow, amen, to the king's decree. And he continued to pray. And God used that one man. Amen. The Bible tells us a story of a little boy by the name of David, a shepherd boy. Amen. For 40 days and 40 nights, the Philistine army encamped against the children of Israel, and there was a champion that went out every morning and every evening and challenged the men of Israel. Said, give me a man that we may fight. And if I slay him, then you'll be our servants. And if you, amen, if he slays me, then we will be your servants. And nobody dared to go against that giant. For 40 days, nearly nine, almost 10 feet tall, this champion of a warrior would come out and challenge the people of God. And no one dared to go against him. Until David showed up. And David said, I may not be able to do everything, but bless God, I can do something. This battle is not my battle anyway. This battle belongs to the Lord. And you come against me with a shield and with a sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, in the God of the armies whom you have defied. And he said, this day God will give you into my hand. God used that one shepherd boy to bring down that giant. And I'm telling you this morning, that we will never be the power of one unless we are willing to be the one. How can we be the one? The Holy Spirit shared with me four points that will help us to be the one. If we're going to have the power of one, then we need to be the one. Four areas of our life that we need to surrender in order to be the one. Number one, we need to make ourselves available. How many of you know we have to be available for God to use? We must make ourselves available. There is a story in the book of John, chapter 6. You can read about it. Beginning with the first verse in John chapter 6, the Bible said that Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee and a great multitude followed him. A great multitude followed him and he, the Bible said, went up into a mountain and he was there with his disciples. It was near unto the Passover and Jesus, the Bible said, lifted his eyes and saw the great company the great multitude that had come unto him. And he said unto one of his disciples, Philip, he said, whence shall we buy bread for all of these people? And, it, and the Bible said that Jesus asked Philip that question because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered and said, Lord, it's an impossible situation. Even 200 penny worth could not buy bread enough sufficient for them, for each one of them to just take a small amount. There's no way. It's an impossible situation. It's an impossible circumstance. 
And Jesus is thinking to himself, I just need one. I just need one individual that'll make themselves available. I just need one to allow me to use them and what they have. And the Bible said that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to Jesus, there is a lad here in our company that has five barley loaves and two fish. How many of you know that's not much? Jesus said, that's enough. That's enough. Amen. The Bible says that that, that young lad was willing to make available to the master his lunch. His, his few loaves and his few fish. The Bible said that Jesus took them and he blessed them and break them. And then he gave back to the disciples and said, here, now you distribute it among the people. And the Bible said when they had all eaten, when they had all had their fill, amen, when they had all eaten, everyone was satisfied. The Bible said that they took up 12 baskets full and those that ate were above 5,000 beside the women and the children that were there that day. And it, it all happened because one young man made himself available. One young man made his things available to God. The power of one fed a multitude that day because one lad determined to be the one. I'm telling you this morning, if we want to be the one that God uses to touch someone's life, if we want to be the one that God uses, amen, to bring a blessing into someone's circumstances and someone's situation, if we want to be the power of one, then we have to be willing and obedient and make ourselves available unto God. God used this young man because the young man made himself available. If we will allow God to use what we have to meet someone's need, God will use us for his glory. Let me just, you say, Pastor Gary, I don't have a whole lot to share with anybody. That's not the point. The point is not whether how you have great amount or little. That's not the point. Amen. It is not based on our ability, but on our availability. Let that sink in for a moment. Whether God can use us is not based upon our ability. It's based upon our availability. It is not what you have, but what you are willing to make available to God that matters. It's not what you have, but what you are willing to make available, because you may have little, but I can tell you this morning that God can take your little, that you are willing and amen to make available to him, and God can take it and make it a blessing, amen, in the lives of others that are around you. God can take the little thing that you contribute and the little thing that you give unto him, and God can take that, bless it, multiply it, and give it back so that many are blessed. It is not some great thing that we have, 
But it is what we make available to Christ that he can do great things with. God uses those who make themselves available. If you want to be the power of one and you want to be the one that God uses, then I say to you this morning, make yourself available to the Lord. Make what you have available to the work of God. Make yourself available and he will use you to make a difference. In the book of Isaiah chapter 6, the Bible says that Isaiah saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And the Bible said that, amen, God spoke and God said, who will I send and who will go for us? And the Bible said that Isaiah looked around and recognized that he was the only one standing there and he said here am I send me I will go he made himself available and I say to you this morning God is looking for someone to make themselves available. And when we make ourselves available, availability unleashes the power of one. Availability unleashes the power of God for us to be the one that he uses. Number two, the first thing we need is availability. Number two, if we're going to operate in the power of one, if we're going to be the one, then number two, we must have, number one, availability. Number two, we must have boldness. We must have boldness. There is a story in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. If you are a student of the Bible, I'm sure you have read the story. But there was a man by the name of Naaman who was a great warrior. He was a Syrian he was a great warrior and he had did many exploits. He was a mighty man of valor. But the Bible said that Naaman was also a leper. And the Bible said that Naaman went out and brought back captives and he brought back some of the Israeli Hebrew people as captives. And there was a young woman that he brought back. They made her a servant in his house. And the little girl says, or the young damsel says, Would to God that my master were in the land of Israel. Would to God that my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, because the prophet would heal him of his leprosy. And if you know that story, you will remember that Naaman, the Bible said, went into the land of Israel and into Samaria and sought out the prophet, and indeed he was healed. Amen. What you ask was her contribution to this situation. I say to you that her contribution and what made a difference in the life of Naaman was her boldness to testify of the God that she served. The young servant girl was willing to stand up and declare the truth of God, even to unbelieving friends. She was willing to stand up and take a stand. She was willing to testify the truth 
of God, even to non-believers. I say to you this morning, he meant we, if we are going to be the power of one, if we are going to be the one that God uses, then we must uh, boldly testify, amen, to this world. And even those uh, who are unbelieving, uh, we need to be able to stand up with boldness uh, and testify of the grace uh, and the mercy and the goodness uh, of our God. Uh, Amen. I will tell you this morning, Naaman went to the prophet of God because he heard good news. All because a young woman was willing, had boldness to share that good news with him. The Bible said these words in the book of Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number one. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. I tell you this morning, if you desire to be the power of one and be the one that God uses, uh, amen, be righteous, be bold, be strong in the Lord. Uh, stand up for what you believe. Stand up uh, for that which is right. Don't just float along uh, with the rest of the crowd. It may not be politically correct. Uh, it may not be widely accepted, uh, amen, but be determined to unleash, be determined to unbridle the power of one and be the one that was willing to stand up with boldness and declare, thus saith the Lord. We can loose the power of one when we are willing to walk in availability and walk in boldness. Number three, if we're going to be the one, we're going to walk in the power of one, then we, amen, we need a third key object in our life. Amen. We need to have some courage. There's a story in the book of Esther. If you read the book of Esther, there was a plot to destroy the Jewish people. Esther had been made queen. She had the ability in a roundabout way to spare the Jewish people's lives, but it was going to take courage. You see, even though she was the queen, she could not just walk into the king's presence uninvited. She had, if she came into the king's presence and the king did not lift up his scepter to her, she would have been killed. She would have been killed. But Esther had the courage to go before the king uninvited to tell the king of the plot that was against her people. How many of you know that took courage? But I will tell you this morning, that reveals to us that God used her courage to spare the lives of her kinsmen, to share the, uh, spare the life of her people. I tell you this morning that God has brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. 
I don't believe that you're watching by accident. I don't believe that you're listening just by incident. I believe that God is asking you to be the one. Walk in the power of one. Make a difference in the lives of those that are about. You may not be able to do everything, but please do something. Make yourself available. Walk in the boldness of righteousness and stand in courage and testify of the grace of God. Hmm. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse number six says, be strong, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid for the Lord your God. He is the one that goes before you. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. Mark Twain said these words about courage, and I quote, Courage is not the lack of fear. <laughs> courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is acting in spite of fear. John Wayne put it this way, Courage is when you know you're in for a rough ride and you saddle up anyway. Hello? I love this quote from the Reverend Billy Graham, and he said, quote, courage is contagious. When brave men take a stand, somehow the spines of others are often stiffened as well. Amen. It may not be popular, but I tell you this morning, what is popular is not always right, and what is right is not always popular. If you're going to be the one, if you're going to be the one that God uses, if you're going to be the one that walks in the power of one, then you must make yourself available. You must walk in boldness and you must stand in Holy Spirit courage. Stand in courage. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. God says in Isaiah 41, fear not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. I believe that God is encouraging us today to be available. Be bold in the Lord and walk in a spirit of courage and when we do, God can do great things in and through us. One last thing, number four. Amen. We must, we must walk in faith. Availability, boldness, courage, and we must walk in faith. Let me show you a man in the scripture that had faith and that faith gave him power to be the one to make a difference in the world. His name was Noah. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, the Lord saw the wicked men of the earth, and the wickedness was great upon the earth. And God determined in his heart that their intent was continually evil. And it caused the Lord sorrow that he had made man and his heart was grieved and he determined that he would destroy mankind with a flood. 
But there's one little verse, and, and that one little verse says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah, you know the story, Noah and his family were spared from that worldwide flood. What was it that caused Noah to find grace in the eyes of the Lord? It was his faith. How do you know that, Pastor Gary? Because Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6 says these words. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 7 says, by faith, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his household. What was it that caused mankind to continue? It was the faith of Noah because Noah determined to be the one, to be the one. Noah determined to be the one and God allowed him to be the power of one and make a difference and the human race continued. Let me close with just these thoughts. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible said in Romans that by one man's sin, many were made disobedient. You can find it in Romans 5 and 19. By one man's sin, many, by one man's sin, many were made uh, unrighteous or made sinners. But by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the first Adam and the second Adam, both God's sons. He's talking about the first Adam and the last Adam. The first Adam failed in the garden, and sin came upon mankind. But the second Adam, the Son of God, God in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. The second Adam did not fail. Jesus made himself available for the plan of God's salvation. He said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm making myself available to you. Jesus became the one or became one because, amen, God used him as the power of one because he had boldness to declare the truth of God's grace. He had the courage to face the cross. And he had the faith that God would not leave him in corruption, but that God the Father would raise him up. And I say to you this morning, amen, we, can be the power of one if we are willing to be the one. I have a couple of questions for you. Have you made yourself available? Have you made yourself available? Have you made what you have available to God? Pastor, I don't have much. It doesn't require much. Little is much when God is in it. He can take the little that you have and do great things. He can multiply it and feed a multitude. 
Have you made yourself available? Maybe you want to be the one. Maybe you want to walk. Maybe you want to make a difference. Well, I'm telling you how this morning. You have to make yourself available. You have to, you have to make what you have available to the Lord. Unto the Lord. Make yourself available. Walk in Holy Ghost boldness. It's not always easy to stand up for that which is right. Have courage. Anchor your faith in the mercy and the blessing of Jesus Christ. Anchor your faith in the Lord Jesus and just watch what God can do through you. I feel the tug of the Holy Spirit in my heart this morning. God, especially in this hour that we are currently in, God is asking his children, you and I, God is asking us to make a difference. Make a difference. In the last few weeks, I've had individuals that never wanted to talk about God begin to want to talk about God. They began to want to talk about the things that are going on in this world. When you have opportunity, act in boldness. Make yourself available and share the good news of God. Share what you have and what God has blessed you with so that you can make a difference in the lives of others. If that's you this morning, then let's pray together. Father, help us to be the, help us to be the one that you can use. It, it doesn't take a multitude. You can take one individual and turn things around. Bow your heads. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, from the depths of my heart, I want to be the one. I want to be the one that stands in the power of one to make a difference in the lives of others. Use me for your glory. Use me to advance the kingdom of God. I don't have a lot to offer you, Lord. I don't have a lot to offer you. But I ask you to take what I do give. Take it and bless it and multiply it and distribute it to others so that their needs might be met. This is not about us. It's about you and your work and your kingdom. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will take what we have. Use it for your glory. Spend us up for your kingdom. We are laborers together with you in your work. We are ambassadors in this world to testify of you. Help us to make ourselves available. Help us to walk in boldness and walk in courage and walk anchored in faith. And allow us to be the power of one. Help us make a difference in the realm of our influence, those that we come in contact with, 
Help us to share the love of God. Help us to share the good news of your gospel. Help us to be a witness, an example, and help us to accomplish great things for your kingdom, I pray. I pray now, Lord, as we dismiss from this service this morning, I can't thank you enough, God, that you are here with us right now and that where these individuals are watching, you are there. Your Holy Spirit can be felt there. And I pray today, Father, that you would strengthen them with the joy of the Lord. Give them a peace that passes all understanding. Minister to every need of their home, spiritual needs, emotional needs, financial needs. Heal their bodies. Glorify your name. Let your name be great. For you are great and greatly to be praised. I pray, Heavenly Father, if there is one that does not know you, that, Lord, right now they will call upon the name of the Lord, that they will invite you to come in and be the Lord of their life, that they will begin to examine your word and find out how truly wonderful and great and merciful you are. I pray, Lord, that in the days ahead that you will give us all wisdom to follow protocols. And, 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 and Lord, I pray that you will continue to go before all of the churches, all of the businesses, all of the small businesses, all of the families and the homes and all of the individuals within our state our national government, give our leaders wisdom and understanding and, and, and courage to follow, to do the right thing. And Lord, I pray that you will restore and bless the United States of America and the world with your presence and by the absence of COVID-19. Let your name be praised. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, everyone said amen. God bless you.